episode 27. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins and mouth to cut the chunky with the plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables, dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. Kill the headlights and put it in neutral. Stock car flaming with a loser in the cruise control. Babies in Reno with the vitamin D. Got a couple of couches. Sleep on the love seat. So I can't see. Good evening, Doremi fans. I'm Asus, the man in the other side of the mic. Welcome back. I want to say the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. EC. Hey, good to see you again. Oh, man, it's been, like it's been forever, but finally back again, getting to talk to my one of my best friends out in the world about the, the club that we love, super duper back. I know, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen last week uh, or the last, I don't know, it's been a, we've been a bit, I've been, like, again, I know I told you off offline, off We've been working on this house and finally got it done. Finally got floors put in. Finally got painted. Uh, for those unmarried men out there, um, <laughs> word of advice, never get married. Live in an apartment all you can, please. This housework is a bitch. I'm, just, I'm serious. I hate, I mean, towards the end of the week, I looked. I would look at my wife in anger. You see? <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, I was like, it broke me, it funny. broke me, I mean, my kids broke me, the house broke me, at the end of the week, I was willing to give up, I was like, please, Lord, take me now. You hear it here first, Corona didn't get him, but that house really <laughs> God, and My smart ass, you know, yeah, we can all get it done in five days, nah, nah, not really, you know, I mean, yeah, we got it done, you know, but by, um... By Friday, you see, I was just, I hate this. I look at my wife and I just, I would all constantly tell her, I hate you. I hate you. And, but no, I have to admit, when everything, when everything is all said and done, right uh, on Sunday, I had a chance to sit back, enjoy everything, look at the house, look at, you know, the floors that we put in. And we didn't have anything to do on Sunday. I was like, you know what? Sunday was going to be a, a day of rest, like the Lord said. <laughs> um, and um, it was just refreshing. So now I wake up every morning to, you know, to something that, um, you know, uh, you know, that we did together. And she always says, it's always better because we did it together. I was like, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking beep, you beep, you beep, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, but oh. that, that that was my adventure for the past uh, the past week, and uh, to the guys out there, that's uh, that's why I was busy and I couldn't put out a we we couldn't put out a pod last week. Uh, I didn't have a studio um, to actually record, and um, hopefully we get some furniture in the room I'm in that's going to be my new studio. So hopefully this echo does not uh, not not bother uh, not bother y'all too bad. We just uh, we're still. Um, in the process of buying new furniture. So <clears throat> hopefully this echo uh, does not uh, show up in the pod too much, but oh, well, you know, you're going to have to deal with it for the next couple of, uh, next couple of weeks. You see on yourself. Uh, I know we haven't, you've been busy, man. You seem like 
sports not um you know you have all your kids and all a lot of sports and you've been you've been running around yeah we've been busy uh everyone's got something going on if it's not tryouts it's practice uh, my son finished his baseball season we're gonna kick off uh, football season hopefully <laughs> in a couple weeks uh we've got a soccer team that's already ready to go for this up and coming season as well i've got and i say i i'm actually coaching again. I got a little bit of free time. And so coaching again, uh, I've got eight kids uh, running around on the soccer pitch. So that's fun. Um, and then my sister came into town, which was awesome. Haven't seen her in a few years. She stopped by and we got to hang out with her. So a lot of family time, a lot of hanging out, a lot of playing taxi, um, been able to, you know, relax and watch the games. With, with my sister being here, I didn't get to watch yesterday's match live, but I did watch it. Uh, in its entirety, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later, but no, it's been, um, it's been relaxing. I had have to say overall, it's been a pretty, uh, relaxing month so far. School starts next week, I believe out here in Oklahoma. So things will probably get back to normal quote unquote virtually anyways. So we'll see how, uh, we'll see how that all goes. And everybody's in good health, right? Everybody's good. Clean bill of health. No one's been uh, having to quarantine or been sick or felt anything and so we're just kind of you know been blessed through this whole thing that we haven't you know had to shut it down and haven't had to miss out on anything so far we're just knocking on wood uh that they don't i know the pac-12 and big 10 made a big announcement today and usually things like that start to trickle down so i'm just hoping that uh you know everything stays you know calm and uh, there's no uh rush to cancel because you know when you get high school, the girls are in high school. I want them to be able to enjoy their their time, and um, just doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But you never know. You never know. Just yeah. big developments that have been happening. So we'll we're just waiting, like everybody else, to see what goes down. But the one thing about the all this coronavirus uh, has taught us, I guess, in the past couple of months is uh, never don't was it never be unex never what is it. Something about the unexpected, right? Always be prepared for the unexpected because that more than likely will happen. Uh, and always just, hey, it, it's probably been the biggest outlook on life. It's saying enjoy your time, especially if you enjoy your time with your family. And hopefully everybody um, every, everybody out there has, in one way or another, um, reached, you know, enjoyed their time uh, with their family or with a loved one, friend, whatever. I mean, whomever that might, that might be. So... Um, that's, you know, hopefully that's something that, you know, a positive we can, uh, positive we can bring out of this, this, this virus, uh, uh not something positive, you see, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, in my opinion is the one nil victory that we had yesterday against Copenhagen. <clears throat> I thought we looked like trash yesterday. I thought we looked la <laughs> lackluster. Uh, I'm going to try to give as many adjectives as I can. Lack, <laughs> lackadaisical, I guess, with L's. I will start with L's. Lazy. Um, I just, I mean, the whole team. We started, what, everybody but three starters, right? Uh, De Gea was, you know, put on the bench. And we'll talk about that because I think I, I'm a, consp you know, I have a conspiracy theory about that why he's not playing. Uh, oh. We also had Bailly starting for Lindelof. Which Lindelof actually came in for Bayi at the you know um, in the um, 
second half. And we had Fred starting for Matic, which Fred came in for Matic. I mean, vice versa, I'm sorry. Matic came in for Fred in the second half. And then we played with that lineup pretty much the whole uh, the whole round. And then Jesse came in after after we got the penalty by Bruno uh, in you know latter latter parts in the second you know second half. It was it was a back and forth game. We had many chances, not many chances. We had chances to score. We missed some, but on the other part, I mean, on the other hand, uh, against a team like that with the full squad with the the firepower that they that they say he is as is a Paul Pogba and I'm, I'm starting to lose faith in Bruno Fernandes. Uh, cause I think Paul Pogba has, has, um, rubbed off on him. Um, Jesse Greenwood. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mason Greenwood, Jesse Greenwood. I hope, I hope he does not. I hope he does not. Jesse has not rubbed off on Mason. Please, please. Oh please, you know, Lord. Man, I gave him a curse right there. Right. I called him Jesse Greenwood. Oh, oh dude. Uh, anyways, uh, Mason, um, at four, being you know, at a young age, uh, I we I really can't, I can't, I can't rate him as like as harshly as I would Rashford and Martial uh, up top, and but because I really did, Rashford and Martial did create chances. I think my biggest problem is was was the midfield. You see, it was the midfield, and you know you know. Uh, you're you're probably ex- you know you're probably expecting that I'm coming on here to bash Martial and I'm not. I thought he played a decent game. I, th- I mean he didn't. I mean he didn't score, but you know he created. You know he tried to he tried to create chances from the chances that were given him. Uh, obviously Rashford, you know too. Uh, they had you know he had a, a goal comeback. Mason had a goal comeback offsides, um, things like that. So I'm more disappointed in Bruno. Pogba, and what was supposed to be the Fred um, coming out a party? I don't know. I don't know what Ole was thinking by bringing Fred in, because um, that this this it didn't mesh well. Going back on the defense wise, the defense was has been sort of solid. Yes, it has, but they've had made mistakes. I didn't understand why he substituted Lindelof for Bayi. Maybe he's just trying him out. If you're gonna do a tryout. Like I said last week with uh, with Matt, you might as well try out the whole team, right? Let these players rest because it do they did look fatigued, they looked tired, either tired or lazy, one of the two. And I'm not gonna, I'd rather err on the side of tired because if they're lazy, that means there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the leadership on the team. There's no, there's no captain if, if they're lazy. You come out flat like that. There's no captain to jump on them anybody's ass, and all is a problem. Because they don't want to, you know, they can't get themselves up for a, a quarterfinal, you know, knockout match. I mean, this is not a, a, a home and away like it usually would be. Um, right. This is not, a, you know, so they can't get their way for, they can't get themselves up for a knockout match. That means they're not getting motivated by the, the coach and they're not getting motivated, motivated by anybody on the pitch. That's actually going to put a boot in their ass to say, hey, like Pogba, stop being lazy. Bruno, stop trying that. You know, trying every every trick in the book. I mean, it was it's that yesterday. I was getting frustrated with his, with his. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, is trying to be, trying to be this 
magnifico, right? This midfield magnifico and, you know, these passes. I, I was getting frustrated with Bruno. And that's because I like the man. You know, I like the player. I want him to do well. And all he's done since the COVID comeback is regressed. He hasn't been the same player as he came on when he was in January and leading the midfield, telling people where to go. He's kind of like that Pogba-Bruno uh, tandem has just not really – in my opinion, it doesn't gel. It doesn't has not gelled. It's either one or the other, right? Because um, I think maybe, maybe – is it because Pogba wants to defer to Bruno or Bruno wants to defer to Pogba? Who knows? But that midfield is not cohesive and, and is not playing like it should be. And I don't really think more games together is going to do that. I mean, what do you what do you think? Well, I think I think we saw the game completely different other than than Bruno. I think I thought Fred played well. I thought he gave up the ball once big well, one big time in the first half. They almost scored. They they should have scored actually. But I thought other than that, I thought he really played well. I thought he got in and and got got stuck in a couple times. I thought he passed the ball quickly, a lot more quicker than Matic does. Um which, which makes me happy because I, I don't think we can play out of the back. I hope we don't do that against Sevilla. Um, I think we will because I just think that's how all he wants to play. But I think he just moves it a lot quicker from that CDM position. Um, Pogba, I thought, played well. Um, I just You just can't get the ball off of him. You just I mean, you can try all you want. I saw three guys at one point that he just dribbled past and, you know, just get, just get stuck in, gets his butt over the ball. You just can't get to him. Um but, you know, Bruno, I think you hit it right on the head. I think if you look overall, and people are going to disagree with me for sure, but if you look at that game, he lost the ball 31 times. Um, and I understand you're going to lose the ball. You're going to, especially when you have it as much as he has it. Um, but I think, I hate to say it, because I've always wanted somebody to be creative. I've always wanted somebody at the team that could, you know, make a killer pass. I think sometimes it's you just got to play it simple. You have to do it all the time. I think sometimes it's on, and, and, and Sir Alex used to famously say, sometimes you just have to try things. Um, I just think every time he gets it, his mind frame is, I have to make this play happen. And I think he has to start trusting the players around him. And I think that that is, you know, to your point about time, I think that's going to start to, you know, his relationship with Ole, his relationship with Pogba, he'll start to understand that, look, you know, you are a good player. You are a good player. However, you got to start using the guys around you. Make a simple pass. You don't have to always flick. You don't have to always do a 40-yard on-the-run pass. Um, because, is it, again, it, it, isn't that what Pogba ahead, does too? I think Pogba does it as well. I think I think both of those guys do it. I just think yesterday was it was magnified a lot more because I feel like your point about uh, Bruno – not being in the greatest of form the past, I would say probably four games. I think the fact that he's scoring goals and making assists, mm -hmm. no, you, no one's commenting on the full game. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's commenting on one or two plays. You know, he made the assist, he scored a penalty again, and so they focus on that. They don't focus on the fact that he gave it away a million times. They don't fact, focus on the fact that there was somebody wide open to his left, and he said, well, nope. Rashford's making a run. I'm going to flick it over, you know, five people's heads, and hopefully it'll land. And so I think that's going to be more telling when next season starts because we're going to have a full season of Bruno. People are going to 
be able to understand and game plan for him. So I think they both are guilty of it at times. I just think Bruno's aren't coming off as much as they were when he first got here, like right during January. Everything seemed to just be connecting. He he just seemed to be every pass was like, bam, hitting his feet, bam, goal. Every, everything was working. And so I don't want him to change up trying. I just don't want him to try um, when it's not on at all, right? And and there's a simple pass there, and we're not losing. You know, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Just keep the ball moving around, pass and move. Um, and I think he's he's already said it. He, Bruno's already said it. Um, people will start to get onto him. He knows. He, he's at too big of a club. You can't keep giving the ball away. If If we lose, if we start losing and he's giving it away, trust me. All the pundits, all the podcasts, all the shows that are out there, they're going to start killing him. And he knows that. What helps is a win. It helps It helps cure everything. Yeah. Ask Kobe Bryant. <laughs> it, it cures all that ails you. Ask Tiger Woods. It heals all. If you got any issues going on, you're a sports player, if your team can win and you're ultimately a factor in that win, and again, yesterday scores a penalty, I think all is forgiven. And I think that's the kind of thing that people have fallen into the nostalgia of Bruno Fernandez. He came in January, he saved the club, he saved all these jobs, blah, 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 blah. When in actuality, the team that Bruno entered in, I talked about this before on a previous podcast. As I said on the previous podcast, he came into a stronger team. And that's no slight to him. Just as I said before, we all saw the worst game he had when Ole pulled all of the starters out and just left him in. And everyone after the game said, oh, it's the worst he's ever played, da, da, da. And again, I'm not saying he's a horrible player. I'm not saying that at all. So I don't want it to come across that way. I'm just saying he has to start to say to himself, okay, the, the fans love me. And all he loves me, trust me. I got to start trusting the players around me that we can link up. I don't have to try to, to have a million-dollar pass every pass. When it's on, I'll try it. I've got ability to do it, so I'll try it. But if it's not on... Pass it negative if you have to, or just make a simple pass to your left or your right, and then and then move around. I thought uh, Rashford played horrible again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he's not attacking. I don't get it. Um, it seems like he's just looking for a simple. You know, he can, he's trying that long distance passing too. I don't I don't know what it's all about. Um, I thought Rashford was quiet. I'm not Rashford. Uh, Martial was quiet up mm-hmm. until probably about the 70th, maybe 80th minute. Finally started to link up. Um, you know, I like the fact that he's linking up. He's holding up the ball a lot better. I like that. Um, Should have scored. Um, I, For me, I thought we played well. I just, for me, I give a lot of credit to that goalkeeper. He saved 13 shots. Mm-hmm. That's the most ever in a, in a Europa League uh, tournament in a game. Um, the only one he didn't let in, obviously, was the penalty. I think, I think they played well. I think if we create 14 chances against Sevilla... I don't think they're going to stop all those shots. Um, you know, no disrespect to Sevilla, it's going to be a great game. I just feel like we just didn't finish. I mean, Mason's offsides, uh, Rashford's offsides. I just, you know, we're hitting, we hit the post. Bruno hit the post once. Greenwood hit the post two times. It's just, it was just one of those games where we were creating, we were breaking their lines. We just weren't scoring. And I felt like every time Copenhagen had the ball, and they finally got it into their box. I was like, they're gonna score. I was like, they're gonna, mm-hmm. they're gonna freaking score. I could feel it. And you know, Romero didn't have to. He didn't make one save all game. So 
I thought we played well. I just think it's frustrating when you break the lines, when you have all those shots on target and you don't score. Um, it is frustrating. But I, I don't think I don't think it was, you know, you know, a horrible performance. Um, other than like I said, you know, I just think um, you know, Bruno, he's gotta step it up. Rashford, I don't I think he's in his own head. I, honestly, because he's just not, he's not even trying to take on defenders. The one time that he did, the guy fouled him, you got a yellow card. He could do that all day, you know, every game. So I just, you, you hope to see him kind of break out of that funk. I know it's not something that they're telling him, you know, be more passive. That doesn't even make any sense to play on the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Greenwood played well. Um, he can get more involved in the game, in the passing part of the game, but I don't care. For me, you know, put him in there, he, he's going to score a goal. I mean, he scored yesterday, hit the post a couple times. He's just, he's just absolutely amazing. Um, I thought Bayi played well. I think, I think he took Bayi off because of the yellow card. I think he was a little bit afraid of, of playing with 10 men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why Lindelof came on. Um, and honestly, you know, Matic had one good little run. I, I just thought, I thought Fred played better. I think it's whoever's having a better week in practice. I think that's what Ole's doing. Um, you know, and if, if, if Fred has a better week, I think he gets the nod. Um, same with Bai. I think Bai's an athlete. I don't understand why the referee kept giving him, you know, stick for getting in and jumping over the defender. He eventually gave him a yellow card. I thought he played well. Um, I think his passing's a little bit better than Lindelof's. Um, but Lindelof plays well. And and uh, and Brandon's, you know, 19. He got spun a couple times, but overall. He recovered, though. He had a great, I thought he had a great uh, mindset to get back in. Mm-hmm. I love the tackle he made. And then he told the kid to get up off the ground. I thought that was great. It just shows what kind of grit this kid has, a homegrown kid, academy kid. So, no, I, I don't, I didn't see anything where I was too concerned other than Rashford. I don't, I hate to say it, I just think Bruno's going to be Bruno. I think they've given him kind of that quote unquote green light uh, to do what he wants to do. He just kind of roams the park. Um, if you look at the, if you look at the stats, you can see exactly where he was during the game. Uh, and for the majority of the game, he was right behind Marcus Ra- or uh, Martial for just about all of the game. So um, that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to play. That's where he feels like he does the most damage. Um, I'd I'd like to see him kind of switch it up. Um, I think Pogba does damage in that final third as well. It's not going to happen. I think that, I think he likes the two holding midfielders. Um, that's kind of the maturation of Ole and his tactics. Because you know I always talk, oh he doesn't have tactics. I think that's a part of his tactics, and I think that's something that he's going to, um, in the transfer market, uh, try to address is getting another CDM. Because as, as you can see, McTominay's completely fallen off his radar. He's not checking for him anymore. Unless there's an injury, I don't see him playing the rest of the season. Well, there's a lot to digest. Um, you know me, Easy. I'm a, I'm a glass half empty kind of guy, right? Is that, yeah. is that the correct terminology, glass half empty? I'm a pessimist, you see. So I guess we do see the game a little different. When I watched the match, I, I watched, again, I watched the matches pissed off. Um, and when I see stupid mistakes, I think when I, the, it culminated when when I threw my hands up. I'm like, dude, this fuck, I mean, really? Um, Bruno had, Bruno had Mason Greenwood for an easy, easy pass and shoot. And he he chilly dipped the pass, yeah. and it was like he passed it to the defender, and it was like, huh, what, the, what? I was like, dude, this is the culmination of the whole match, right? Yeah. 
this this you know the, these types of passes that him and Paul would try to do. Again, Rashford's on the wing. I'm not gonna fault him as much as as much as you are uh, on the passing because he's supposed to be going at defenders, right? And like you're right, yeah, he's. I mean, maybe he's in. You know, he's he's within his. He's too much in between his own ears. I mean, in between his ears, right? He, you know, he's in his head, um, and and this goes again to um, they have nobody on the bench that they can look over their shoulder to say, uh, you know, I'm gonna get pulled. They have nobody. I mean, Agallo. I mean, I would I would have hoped Agallo would have gone to the mat, the pitch yesterday. He didn't. Uh, Greenwood got taken out for some stupid reason for Mata, and then the guy that I thought should have gotten taken out. I mean, I don't, I don't. Okay, I don't disagree with the Mata, the Mata substitution. I disagree with the person that he took out. I thought Pogba, either Pogba, Pogba or uh, Bruno should have been taken out, and Mata put at least by the ten. Right, I don't know why. Why I mean, why the people over there in at, at Old Trafford don't see that Mata is not a freaking um, a right winger, dude. I mean, I, when Mata came in, where where did where did the whole play happen? All the play just shifted to the other side. Mata came in the middle, you know, and then everything was playing out wide left, wide left inner. You left half, you left a quarter of the freaking pitch, you know. Not being used because what does Mata do? He drifts inside. Well, I mean, I don't understand how people just don't see it. Play Mata in the 10. Either play Bruno or, or Pogba. If you're going to substitute substitute Mata for Bruno or Pogba, uh, just like we're going to have to have go in the transfer market, we're going to have to get somebody that actually plays uh, in attacking attacking mid uh, to have that. I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I don't, it's just frustrating. And then you bring, okay, he brings in Mata, takes off Greenwood, which I, this, again, Greenwood's young. I thought he was having a better game, like you said, again, better than Rashford, better than Martial, nah. better than Martial. Nope. Huh? No question. No question, right? Okay. Okay. I, and you take the, the, the guy off that, shit, he has a, again, man, he showed. <laughs> granted, granted, you know, there was an offsides, but. Damn, that kid has a freaking leg on him. The thunder God gave him a thunderbolt for a for both legs. I'm not saying right or left. He gave him both legs, a thunderbolts, and that kid just flicks it on, and it goes like a fastball, hundred mile per hour, hundred mile per hour fastball, and then you take him off. So what? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, again, this is where I'm starting to question Ole. I'm starting to question the. Um, not so much tactics, you see. It's the motivation, and I talked this. I talked to uh, I talked to Matt about this last week. The motivation. Sir Alex again was not this great tactician, right? He didn't. I mean, he wasn't this. He wasn't a Pep Guardiola or you know this 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 mastermind. Of Louis Van Louis Van Gaal. The dude knew that. Who, the dude was a, the greatest man manager that you've ever you know we've ever probably came across in world football. Uh, you know, I mean, people across the generations could say one way or the other. Brian Clough was one. I uh, know people in Nottingham, I think Nottingham Forest, I think Brian Clough, you know, coat managed for him. Um, and then the other dude, uh, Brian Robson, not Robson, uh, the one for Barcelona. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> but he knew how to pick players and the, the, the time of the, the position and the time 
and the motivate to motivate that player to play for the club, to play for the team, and to play for him. And Ole doesn't have that. And we talked about the competition that there is no competition in the team, so you're gonna have this, you know, shit performance from Bruno. But you know what? So you know what's gonna happen? Uh, come Sunday when we play for Sevilla, Bruno knows he's gonna be in the lineup. Pogba knows he's gonna be in the lineup. Martial's gonna know he's gonna be in the lineup. Rashford's gonna know he's gonna be in the lineup. Probably, I mean, Ole probably try to make a try to make a statement, and you know he's gonna probably pull off the best player that we've had in the past month. Which is Mason Greenwood, you know, trying to make this this whole this dumbass statement when he should be playing, you know, taking off a superstar rather than the guy that's actually been producing for you. Um, so it just it just gets so frustrating when you see the performance like you should you did yesterday, and yes, Copenhagen had a, I only got out coached. I think that the the manager, the other manager, um, did a great better job. Um, he you know he did park the bus and and but. But you cannot say Copenhagen did not create chances. They were in our. They were in our half. They were. I mean, they were. They were creating their own chances. And, yeah. And, and you know, they had a couple to where it's like, you know, we should be down one nil. Um, you know, to, for me, like I told Matt last week, I'd rather be out of this competition and be home, resting our players, getting ready for the new season rather than wasting our time, right? So. Um, it's just it's just frustrating when you see performances like that. Whoa, we had a little technical difficulty, everyone. Uh, we're back two days later. I think it was two days. You see, right? We uh, recorded Tuesday. This is uh, today is maybe my my days are off. You see, today's Friday. I forgot when we recorded Tuesday, somewhere on there. So you see, we left off. Uh, we left off with um. I was on a tangent with regarding Ole and me losing faith in Ole. And when I say me losing faith, I'm more along the lines of not similar, not towards his tactics, but him as being lack thereof a motivator. You see, um, it doesn't seem like it, it. You saw it towards the end of last season, right? When he first came in, there was this pump of energy when, when Mourinho came in and left, right? And they had the players playing for him. You know, obviously he went on that run. Contract was signed, sealed, and delivered. And then flat. And we limped across the line at the end of the season. We were flat. Uh, This beginning of this season, it seemed like we started off similar. You know, we had had a tough time. Tough. There was a, you know, we're inconsistent. I would, I, would, I think it describes the beginning of the season with with Ole and man management. Granted, we had injuries, whatnot. Anyways, uh, then we got the boost of energy with uh, Bruno. Um, we rode high till obviously till the Corona. You know, we took the coronavirus break. We came in after the coronavirus, coronavirus break, and we started off hot. Um, I know at the beginning you can go back to the pods and. I was very pessimistic. I was like, it just doesn't look good. But obviously, you know, we're banging in goals. What We had four goals, five goals. You know, your boy was on a hat trick, the fake, the full hat trick that, that we love, <laughs> that I like to, that we, uh, we, we've already talked about. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then we have Southampton. Then we have West Ham. You know, and then we have, um, 
you know, these performances, yes, we yeah, we beat Leicester and we should have beat Leicester. Um, but we limped across that, right? Uh, then we have performances like we just had yesterday. Or, I'm sorry, Monday? What is it? I can't remember. Yeah. Monday, right? It was Monday. So, what I'm getting at is, why aren't these... I, why aren't these players playing... It doesn't seem like they're playing in fear of him or not playing for him. If You, you kind of get what I'm trying to say? It's... We, I talked about Sir Alex on um, when we recorded on Tuesday that, uh, he, you know, he wasn't a great tactician, uh, the greatest tactician. I mean, obviously, he knew shit in football. I'm not I'm not taking that away from him. But, you know, we, you know, you brought up that Hall and I brought up Pep. You know, he wasn't this mastermind when it comes to tactics. He just knew how to pick the right player at the right time and motivate that player to play at that right time. I know in that, that, uh, that documentary, The Class of 92, um, I think it was a Gary Neville, you know, he's like, yeah, he came up to my, um, he came up to my, uh, my, my, my dorm room and says, you know, guy, you know, um, I'm not going to play you today, uh, but I'm going to need you in this big game. I think it was a couple of weeks out and you're going to be there for me. And, but, you know, just pumping him up about that game that, he, you know, it's two weeks out and Gary Neville's like, did I, did I just get dropped for four games or I'm really going to be important for that one game? He's like, I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know what to think. And that was for Alex, right? I mean, he, he was that, you know, mastermind, you know, the psychology and, uh, of, of getting into a player's head and 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 and, and, and um, making him play for the club and him, him you know, and giving it his all. And obviously there was some fallout with some players when they got too big. You know, he was willing to cut bait, cut bait with them. Um, I don't see that with Ole. I don't see the players, maybe it's a different era, uh, of players you see, and you probably can um, speak to that, you know, obviously because you're because um, you have a you know a daughter that's you know two daughters that are in their you know teenage years on how coaching is, uh, and especially kid you know these young kids, younger kids, you know they're in their they're their mid teens. Obviously, we have players in our in our late teens, early twenties. I mean, you know, mid twenties. I think our most of our our best players are in their mid twenties. I I'm thirty. I forget sometimes what my age is. You see, um, I'm 38. Yeah, 38. Um, so I'm a lot older. So I, I grew up in, we, you and I grew up in a different age of coaching. So I just, I don't get, I don't get it. You know what I mean? If if he wants to have fun and, and, and you know, not, you know, let them be as players. And I, I don't think that's not for me. And I don't think it that gets the point across. I I was still trying to figure out Ole, and I I was on board, and I'm slowly I'm slowly jumping off the bandwagon. You see, I see where he wants to go with transfers. Uh, obviously, we haven't got a lot any through yet, uh, but with man management and motivation, I I'm I'm just I'm out on the guy on that, you know. to really to really just break down i think the main thing that, that i look at right now especially with what we saw in the last game the players look like they're tired and i obviously you know how i feel about ole you know how i feel about him right now as a tactician um you know it's difficult for him to really get on to or motivate the starters because there's not really anybody that can really come off the bench and really uh light a fire uh, i was 
I was completely surprised Mata came in for who he came in for, but he did great. So, you know, that was big to see someone come off the bench and make a big spark. Um, starting Fred, I thought Fred played well. And then you can bring in Matic, who didn't play his best, but he can still do bits for, you know, for 20 minutes. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I think when you, you make the reference back to um, Sir Alex, I think with him having a range of players to pick from, it's easier for him to say, I'm going to sit Neville, you know, now I'm going to bring in West Brown, you know. I'm going to sit Yorkie, I'm going to bring in Solskjaer. So when you have options and you have players, I think that as a coach, if you're not, like, like Sir Alex wasn't maybe the best tactician, he was the best maybe motivator, maybe the best that could pick a person at the right time. I think when you have a better crop of players, it's easier to do that. So um, I think Ole's proven one thing, and that's no one can deny, um, just about every transfer that's come in has been pretty successful. Even the beginning of Dan James was, I, I would argue, successful. It didn't end the best way for Daniel James, but I think there's still a place for him in the team. Um, Maguire's a captain. Wambasaka might be, you can argue, maybe player of the year. So he's Bruno Fernandez, maybe newcomer of the year. So you can you can argue that he's trying to bring in players that are going to change the team, that are going to bring it back to the way that it was. But I think you're going to have to let him have uh, this transfer window, which we still have two months of, the January window. I think give him that time, um, and then not just next season, but the season after that, I think that's where you start to see him start to really make a push to challenge for the league. Um, I just think right now, um, like I said, it's been a long season. We had that long break. It came back again. I just think the players are gassed. I think, you know, realistically right now they'd be on vacation somewhere. We're still in the European uh, Cup, um, which we could potentially win. Then they, they, I think they get 30 days off is what, the, is what I've heard in, uh, on Twitter. They get like 30 days off, then they come right back, and then the season kicks off. So, I, you know where I'm at on Ole. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't think tech, tech, his tactics are there yet. He's young in this job. He's learning, um, but I think he is able to pick a team. I think he is trying to get things back to where they were. Um, but again, you know, the players they just look gassed. One and then two. I think they kind of know too. Look, if I turn up, if I'm here, if I'm in the starting 11. Even a 19-year-old Brandon Williams, who's going to take his place? So when you know that as a player, you know you're not probably going to come out. If you do come out, um, most of the guys are going to get pretty pissed off because it's like, who's better than me? Who, who, who's better than me to take spot? There's not too many out that are out there. Matter of fact, there's been rumors about players leaving from Pereira to Lingard. So um, I just think at this moment in time, the guys are running on E. Um, there's two more games left. Um, I'm hoping and praying that they're training but still resting, if, if that makes any kind of sense, because Sevilla's tough. It's I know we're going to talk about it later, but, I mean, we don't do very well against Spanish clubs. Um, they're already good, especially in this competition. So I don't give them a pass. I've, I've never, I'm never going to do that. But I will say, if you look at the season in totality, I know we'll break it down later. Um, I just think the players are gassed. I think that's that's a major issue with with his squad right now. And I think that was one of my biggest uh, when I had when I talked to to Matt the last pod. I was like, you know what? Leave everybody home. If it, I mean, because I saw it too towards the end of the season, uh, just like you did. Uh, you saw Bruno just. I mean, the last game against Leicester, just he was just gassed. He, he just looked tired. Uh, he's played a lot. He's played a lot of minutes, especially the, um, since the return. 
Um, you know, mentally, maybe they need a break. Or who knows? And you know what? I mean, people say, well, they had COVID. You know, they had they had three months or whatnot. whatnot. Mentally-wise, I mean, look at us, right, EC? We're at home. We can't do anything. You know, we, 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 we try our best to stay at home. Uh, abide by CDC guidelines, you know, go to only go to stores when you want to. But I mean, we've cut ourselves off from civilization as, as we would, as previously knew it, right? We tried to, um, imagine these players too. I mean, just because they're home and they're resting doesn't mean like they're mentally, their mental health is there, right? It's like, they're used to having this regimen of, you know, going to practice, you know, doing their thing, not having a freaking quarantine and Cologne, right? They're in Germany right now. Basically, yeah, it is kind of like um, like a World Cup training kind of tournament, you know, whatnot. But, I mean, these players, I mean, when they were at home during COVID, they were just, it sounded like they were out partying and having fun and relaxing on a beach in Mallorca or, you know, or Miami or whatnot, just, you know, letting off some steam. These guys were home, worried about their families, worried about themselves, uh putting in the work in, the, in the, their own personal gyms or whatnot, or if you're a Mourinho in the public park. Um, but, you know, it's I don't I didn't take that COVID break as this is a good thing for players that they can come back fresh because it, it is a mental grind. And for go, and starting last September or no, August, starting last August and not ending till uh, 12 months later, it's going to take, you know, you're right. It, 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 mentally, it's going to take its wear and tear. And physically, it's going to take its wear and tear. Especially, like I said, Bruno, um, you know, playing pretty much every game, all the minutes. You know, <laughs> that game we had against Norwich, right? When we, uh, he went all 120 minutes, you know, in the match. Uh, him and several starters, like the Harry Maguire. Uh, and it is taking its toll on him. So, um, uh, getting back to my original point, I don't know, you know. Um, I told him uh, when I told I told him um, Matt I was like I wouldn't mind we already made Champions League play the kids take your reserve team to Cologne let these guys go on I think Europe has a little more um, less stringent uh, rules now because I think they've gotten not a hold of the coronavirus but they've then you know they have um, they got done a better job than we have um and they can let them go on vacation. Let them let their batteries recharge. Uh, let them be with their families, and then come back in the latter part of August for some preseason. Have a couple of get matches against some league uh, champions championship teams, and then get ready for the season. Because, like I said to to Matt, the past couple of seasons, the person that the team that's right out the gate and and humming is the one that's standing in the end. And usually the, it's a 14, 15, 20-point gap, whatever, you know, um, whatever Man City had last year or the year that Mourinho said that was his greatest the coaching job ever when we came in second or Liverpool this year. I mean, they had the, they had the, the, the season wrapped up four games out, four games left in the se- um, of the um, year. So <laughs> I agree with you. <coughs> they look gassed, but, you know, they're going to play. They're having, I mean, on Sunday, they've been pretty much six days of rest, training, rest, training, hopefully, and we get on to Sevilla. Um, I already talked about it last last week, or last pod with Matt, but I want your opinion. Give us a season, a quick season in review, um, 
high points, low points? Uh, and what did you see that um, impressed you? And uh, flat out, what did you see that um, that we need some improvement on? Yeah, so it was obviously, unfortunately, a roller coaster season. You don't like those because the highs were high. You get super emotional. Everyone's happy. And then the lows were just like, you know, I, I remember us being on ESPN in, in the relegation battle. So uh, definitely a season of highs and lows. Um, definitely um, a season where, you know, I felt like, you know, we were going to just not tear through the league, but at least stay in contention for, for Champions League all throughout uh, with the, the opening, you know, thrashing of, of Chelsea. Um, you know, then we just completely fall off the map and we lose 2 nothing to Burnley, I believe it was. And, you know, then you, you start hearing some of the Ole out uh, stuff start coming in. So um, it's kind of a back and forth type of deal. Injuries obviously uh, plagued the club for sure because they were major injuries and weren't, you know, backups or, you know, reserve players getting injured. We had major stars. Rashford uh, was hurt for a significant amount of time. Hominy went down for an extended period of time. Pogba went down. Uh, Martial went down. So they had some big losses uh, during the season that, that really hurt us. Um, you know, ultimately, Corona hits. I feel like we were on a great run right beforehand. I really would have liked to just see that run play out. I really, really think we could have challenged for, for higher than the finish. But, um, you know, that broke out. That was unfortunate. I thought we played really well coming back. Um, obviously not the first game because I think Ole kind of messed it up with some of the decisions that he made as far as starters. But I think he kind of was giving some faith to some of the kids that had already got him there. I think that's why he made that decision. Um, he quickly decided against that and we went on a nice little run and then finished um, top three, which if you would have said that beginning of the season, I would have took it. I would have took it, especially with the squad that we have. So um, extremely excited and happy for Ole because I, I'm like the others. I don't think tech, he's a tactician. Uh, I, I think sometimes the substitutions are off or just flat out wrong. Um, and sometimes the starters are just flat out wrong. But I do wish him the best, obviously, because I'm a United fan and he's the manager. So if he does bad, we do bad. So I... Um, I'm excited to see who he brings in. I hope they take this two months and really, you know, figure out and give him what he wants. He needs players. He needs quality players, not just um, guys that can run around, not just guys that can, you know, are subs. We need subs, but we need some players that can strengthen the squad, the, the starting 11. And so I'm excited to see what this brings. Um, the only real big disappointments for me um, – it's just like I said, I don't think um, I don't think we had a tried and true system that he's he's put in place. I think what he has put in place is the culture of the club is not gonna be we're not gonna go out and get a thirty year old superstar from you know, five years ago who's out of his prime. I think he's setting the tone of I'm gonna play the youth. I wanna say he played at one at least five to six uh, academy players, two of them start now, um, that are going to play. I'm going to, um, you know, embrace um, Tony as the number nine. I'm going to embrace uh, Bruno as my 10. I'm going to embrace Rashford as my winger. I think those things are set. Harry's going to be my captain. Um, these guys, everyone I mentioned, the oldest guy is 25, and I think that's the captain. 
So I think what he's trying to do is bring it back to where it was. You got young, hungry, determined, feisty, goal-scoring, midfield, controlling, defensive-minded, just beat, which you can't argue we didn't have one of the best defenses in the world at one point in time. Um, th those are the things to look forward to. So, again, just tactically, it doesn't mean that he's got to be this um, this Pepper or, or Van Hall. It's just saying, look, this is the system we're going to run. This is what we're going to do. Not not wait and counter. Like, if we have the ball, we're going to do this with it. We're going to break you down in this way. And that just that takes time. So, again, um, looking forward to next season. Looking forward to this summer. You know, um, hopefully if, if he points at a guy and he wants him, hopefully the, the Ed Woodward and the Glazers back him um, because – this is a, this is the I would say this is the season before his very big season because I don't think we challenge for a title next year. Um, I think we just get closer, and then after you've had time to let the summer new additions gel with some of the guys that are already there, I think that very next season you have you add a couple more players, you kick out some players that don't work, and then I think you challenge an older Liverpool and an older City um, for the league. Well, since you've already started on it, on uh, transfer news, uh, and I know me, Matt and I had a back and forth to see uh, what positions we need. And, uh, the, I mean, the, the people, the pod already knows my opinion. Uh, I want to know yours. Uh, from highest priority first. No, let's go lowest priority first to highest priority. What positions do we need? I think I think number one priority um, that got to get in is is a right winger. Um, I think it's 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 a good it's a great place for United because I don't think anybody if you would have said can Mason Greenwood play on the right wing, I think we all would have said well we know he can score but is he is he able to maintain on the right wing? I think he can, and that's why I'm not. I don't think that we don't need Sancho. I think any club would love to have a Sancho, but I think ensuring that kid that, hey, listen, we're going to play you, but we'd like for you to be a striker because every time you get the ball at your feet, everyone in the world knows that you have an opportunity to score. So I think if you bring in a right winger, it's going to let him know that's not your position. You can play there, but it's not your position. We want to play you up front. We're going to play you in cup games. We're going to play you in FA Cup games. We're going to play you in uh, you know group stage for Champions League. But that's the position we want you to play up front. So that would be my number one um, thing to bring in. My number two um, position to bring in would be center back. Um, I don't know if, if, if listeners out there, if you hadn't had a chance to watch Upa Meccano play, um, go back to just yesterday. They played um, Atletico Madrid. I want to say he's 22, if he's 22. And if any of you, are, you've, you know, if you're a United fan, you've seen Costa play at Chelsea. He bossed him. I mean, he absolutely bossed him. And, and Costa is like a, an animal. And he absolutely just did whatever he wanted with him. I'd go after him. Uh, um, I like Lindelof, so I don't want people to think that I don't. So, I just think that Maguire was taken. Say the, the, the guy's name again? Upa Makano. He plays for RZ Le Leipzig. Okay. They have, they have now advanced to the semifinals of the Champions League. And I... And I 
you, you, you can make the argument he's the reason why. Obviously, he didn't score any goals. He had a shot on target, but he completely shut down Atletico Madrid's attack single-handedly. I mean, he was absolutely in it, and he, he passes the ball well. He's fast, and I think Harry Maguire needs someone next to him that's quicker. Is he left-footed right by, He's quick, but he's too much of a liability for me. I'm just right going to say it. I think by I think by he's great coming off the bench if a game is, is sealed up um, to, to get that starter some rest. But I don't trust Eric Bailly to not either one get a red card, try to do a Cruyff turn in the box, and get taken off of him. Uh, this kid is mature beyond his years. I want to say Bailly's 26, so he should be in the prime of his center back um, career, and he can't get starts over Lindelof from time to time. And that's, again, no slight to Lindelof, but... The matchup with Maguire, who clearly 80 million to Leicester from Leicester, um, got the got the armband. England cap, England, you know, number one as well, or not number one, but number six as well. Um, there's no way that we're gonna remove Harry Maguire. It's not gonna happen. So, I think you bring in Makano, you can sell by Lindelof can come off the bench. I think it'd be a great pairing. Um, third. I think Jack Grealish would be great as a substitution for Bruno Fernandez, who I think we completely need a backup for him because I think um, it's not Bruno. People are going to continue to get on the Bruno. Um, they're going to talk crap. I really think the guy just needs a break. Mental and physical, as you spoke about, he's trying to do way too much. We can all see it. We can all see that he's a little bit gassed as well. Um, I would hate for him that confident. And I think if you can bring in a Jack Grealish and say, hey, listen, you don't have to play every game. Hell, you don't even have to play the entirety of, of, of every single game. You can take, you know, we'll play you for an hour for 70 minutes, then we'll take you off. Um, I think that's my third. And then fourth, um, a Declan Rice uh, would be great for either Fred or, Matama, or um, excuse me, Matic um, in that CDM role uh, to come off the bench um, and possibly play. I don't think they're going to go – you know, for for big money, I don't think they're gonna let they're gonna let West Ham have 80 million, which is the number I've been hearing for Grealish. I don't see that happening. I, mean, I also don't think United's gonna write a hundred million dollar check uh, for Jaden Sancho. So, if we know we've got 120 million dollars to spend, I just think they need to first and foremost, and I think fans need to do this as well. And it's difficult for me because we're not playing games, you know. At, every other day, so all you hear is Sancho, Sancho, Sancho. It would not benefit Manchester United to sign Jaden Sancho for $120 million and then sign no one else. He's not going to get us closer. I think he I think he, he will improve the squad, but I don't think Jaden Sancho gets us 15 to 10 points off of Liverpool, which I think that should be the goal um, because that clearly puts you in, you know, second – or third place, I don't think one player does that. And I also think it's too much pressure because the rumors are if he does come, they're definitely giving him the number seven. So um, I think they need to it, it take their time. You don't have to do anything right now. You don't have to promise anybody anything in two weeks. You got two months. Um, I think bringing in five players – Again, to add to your squad depth because it's a long season. You're in Champions League now. You have FA Cup. You got Carabao Cup. You have all these things that you're going to be playing in. 
you got to have squad depth. And I think right now, I would probably say we have about 12 to 13 players. If I'm adding in Fred off the bench, McTominay off the bench, and maybe if 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 the, if I get my wish, then Henderson um, is is going to be our number two. That was my next and question. Think- that was my next question for you um, <clears throat> regarding David de Gea. Uh, obviously, Sergio Romero started um, this last match. Yeah, um, more than likely he's going to start to uh, Sunday's match against yeah. Sevilla. The David de Gea saga keep continues. I know in the past pods you've said bring in Henderson. Uh, it looks like he's not going back to um, uh, Sheffield because sure. they're already looking for his replacement. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna. I would again. I know I've said in the past. I would sell De Gea at premium price now because if if if, um, if Henderson beats him out. The price tag for De Gea is already dropped. It will be dropping and it'll be plummeting, in my opinion. No one's going to pay him what what he's on wages for at United uh, if he gets beat out by by Henderson because his form is is dipping like it has been. Um, you saw Pierlo is at Juventus um, now. Um, they kicked him. Saudi is out. Um, Buffon wasn't even playing uh, this last match. Uh, Chesney, right? I hope I'm not butchering his name. Um, no, that's right. The Arsenal, the old ex-Arsenal goalkeeper was he Arsenal? Yeah, he was Arsenal, right? Arsenal. Yep. Yeah, uh, he was in in the in the in the in the um, in goal for them. <coughs> if I was United, I would uh, shop be shopping De Gea to um, to Juventus, and I'm I'm not gonna say I'm gonna try to price gouge him, but I'm gonna try to get equal, you know, his worth. Um, and I think you can, because Juventus is looking for that for that player, for a, a you know a young player, especially De Gea is young, to come in, and um, I think you know he could do it. And um, and Henderson is going to take its lumps next year, uh, just like De Gea did when he came when he first came over from Atletico. But I think Henderson, you know, can do it as well. Uh, and you said you want competition. Competition's good, but in my opinion, not at that goal, not at that one position where the, you need your head in the game at all times. You can't be looking over your shoulder to make a mistake because when you make a mistake, what happens? You're, you 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 give up a goal, right? And that that could be points dropped, points earned, um, draws. You know that's devastating. Uh, me, you know, me missing a pass, uh, looking over my shoulder, shit, okay, you know, that's missing a pass. Uh, me not having my head in the game and letting letting simple shit go through like De Gea has, you know, that's gonna, that, that can be, that could be between Champions League and Europa League or between middle of the pe- table to Europa League. Um, and I, that's the position I don't want a head, a head case at is, is goalie. And I think you need to be solidified at that position. You are my number one, no matter what. Because uh, you saw it with uh, Karios, right, two years ago. Uh, with Liverpool, right? It was him and Mignolet coming, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And you saw the mistakes that Karios, I think Karius, right? Karius made in the Champions League final because, you know, he's never he's never said that, yes, you are number one. Uh, and he's always looking over his shoulder for... Um, you know the re- the whole season. So he mentally wise, he just was not there. 
and obviously what they did was brought in Allison and they got rid of him. I don't know who I don't even know who he's playing for now. Um, but uh, the De Gea thing. Uh, you mentioned Sancho. Uh, is it is it going to happen? In your honest opinion, because he's already back at Dortmund training, um, and it seems like Dortmund has already given the hard line of you already missed your chance. <clears throat> I don't want to get bent over a barrel for this for this move because Dortmund, I think their their um, their uh, bottom line or their minimum payment is one twenty. I know in the past we've already talked about how much you'd pay for this this talent and this talent, and we already talked about wages. Um, and I don't know if, if the rumors are true about United lowballing or whatnot. Is this deal going to go through? Because it seems like we're going to be wasting our time on this deal. And the end of what, how many months you said? Two October. We got two months, yeah. And we're going to be wait. You know, we we're going to be. Wasting our time on this deal, not making other deals because our all our monies is tied up in this one deal. Like you said, you, you said it might be all depending on how much we pay, how much we pay for the the Sancho tr- deal, depending on you know uh, all the other you know to whom we can get. Do you put the Sancho deal on hold and say you know what we'll come back to you? Let us uh, let us reinforce because if we're waiting on Sancho. All those other, all those other prospects, like you're talking about, I'm pretty sure they're gonna get poached. Look at Chelsea, man. Chelsea's making moves. City's making moves. They're not waiting. They're going after their targets and they're going after them hard. And they're not, they're not going after these prize targets. Maybe Koulibaly for 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 City. Um, you know, they're they haven't signed him, but City has signed other people. You know, to reinforce their squad. Are we gonna get do what United does? Crap the bed on this one signing and wait till the signing day. And then we say, Oh, you know, we have our, we have our man, Jaden Sancho, and we have nothing else to show. Go. I think we're going to sign him. I just, I think, I think we're going to sign, uh, Sancho, Sancho. I just think it's going to surprise everyone because I don't think we're going to sign him uh, this year. I think what's going to wind up happening is we're going to keep going back and forth, back and forth. And I don't think Jaden, I heard some reports about him, you know, the only way for him to get out is to request and, and, and throw a fit. And I, I don't think that's in his character. I think he's got smart people around him. He's only 20 years old, but I think he's smart enough to know. Um, he's at a good club. It's not a horrible. It's it's not a horrible club. It's not. It's not even really a step down. In terms of, are they going to have Champions League football? Are they going to challenge for their league? Um, it is a step down as far as tradition. Right, they don't have Champions Leagues. They don't have, um, you know, the players that have rolled through there like United can name. And the simple fact is, he wants to come. I just think his his asking fee, and not even his, it's Dortmund because he's not going to see one penny of this 120. They want premium price for a premium player. I think what's going to wind up happening is we're going to see in the next couple weeks, talks are going to start to die down. He's going to play at Dortmund this season. And then I think you might see something in January again pop up again, you know, flirtatious, flirtatious. And I think in the summer, um, once he's able to move, I think I think at that point he'll come back to United. But I, I think they're smart enough, to, uh, they should be, to right now at this point not just be looking at Sancho, but be looking at other players um, that can fit, I'm sure, I hope, 
that's what Woodward's doing. I know it, I, it, if it's all about Sancho right now and, and that's mm. it, then we have the worst. I mean, I I try my best to be, you know, it's nice to the Glazers and Woodward, but if we if that's what we're doing and all we're doing is putting our all our eggs in, in, in one player's basket, um, shame on them. The only reason why I don't see that is because I don't think Ole is that type of manager. I really think he understands i got to have players. And I can't just, like, of the four that I named earlier, James is probably the only one that you go, he's not a starter. He's the only one, though. That's not a bad, I mean, you get four players in, you know, 50 for Basaka, 80 for Maguire. That's already a crap ton of money. 15 for James and 50 for, for Bruno. That's a pretty hefty amount of money to spend. And you only you only messed up once, and it's not when I say messed up. I don't want people to think like James is 22 years old. Okay, who's not to say he's not going to get better? He could get better. Okay, but I don't think Ole is going to let them just say he came to them and said, "Look, we can win the league if you just go get Jaden." It's he. There's no way that's the thought process. I think United are because like again because of the name. Because of the two clubs and the history, it's going to continue to play out. We're going to continue to see all of the rumors and the they're close. And the, I don't think it happens this this year. I think it happens next year for sure because he wants to come. I think he plays out that contract in, in Germany. Has a great year. Hopefully, stays injury free. Hopefully, um, and then you know we get closer. We we maintain that Champions League spot, and then I think he comes in. Um, I just don't like I said. I think there's player, there's other players out there who can play on the right wing, um, who can do a job, and I don't think Mason's a bad option. Like I don't understand, you know, people are well. He, he's only a striker. He's 18, and I think he scored 15, 16 goals. He's already doing the job. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want people to get it twisted. I want him to come right now. I just don't see United saying, "Here's 100 million." I don't. Even, I don't. Even, I don't even think they'd be willing to go past ninety. To be completely honest, I think that's where they they're saying, "Look, that's what he's worth. He hasn't won yet Champions League. Name me his biggest goal. What is he? What did he lead the Bundesliga in? He's a great talent, but I don't. I don't see them going past ninety. Uh-huh. And I think that's where they say, "Look, if you give us ninety now, give us thirty next year, give us another 10. Give us a, the fact that maybe you would get 10% of his sell if you sell him in 10 years. I think that's the type of deal they're looking at structuring, and I, I don't think it's going to happen in two months. No, I don't either. I I myself personally have moved on from the Jane Sancho saga. I want to see other rumblings and things come to fruition on what we need. And last last week I said we need somebody to compete with Bruno and Pogba in those that those two attacking mid, midfield position we need a center to we need somebody to come in and replace Matic right we need somebody I mean I don't think Fred's the Fred's the answer Fred's a squad player uh, we need a center back like you said and I'm going to look at this guy I did not see Leipzig yesterday um I was traveling um so I'll, I'll check him out I'll check him out and um because I know there's some talks about well, Harry Maguire, they, you know, he's really playing out of position. He should be playing on uh, the right, right center back, because he's right footed, 
and whatnot. I don't care. Hey, he's a player. He's a player. He can play. He can play. Who what, whatever. Um, I know there there, there was some. Uh, I read this today that there's the the new Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, uh, he, he was at the academy. Eighteen year old Dutch uh, Dutch kid um, out of La Masia. He's not reassign, re-signing with Barcelona. Um, six five, easy. Wow. Like, I, don't even ask me how to say his name because I'm gonna butcher it. But I think Chelsea's in Chelsea's in uh, in, uh, in in talks with this kid, six five, eighteen years old. That's and they're talking. And he and he's played in La Mesilla. You know he has a pedigree of Barcelona. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I know. Look at Chelsea, man. They're 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 gonna complete the Havertz deal. Um, they have. I mean, they've gone Pulisic, Timo Werner. I mean, they're they're leaving they're leaving us in the wind, and we're pissing you know we're pissing in the wind, getting pissed in our faces just because we want Sancho. You know what I mean? We want this guy. We Sancho, Jane Sancho is going to be the savior. On like I like we've said it. I said in past pods, it looks like the triumvirate, which is Greenwood, Martial, and um, and Rashford. If Rashford gets his head straight next year, could be a force, a formidable force in the future. Yes, we need people to compete at that position. I don't want Sancho to come in and Greenwood Greenwood's head says, "Well, now what do I do?" You know, because you're not going to replace, you're not going to put me where I want to be up top because of Martial. You know, Martial gets subbed off. You know where he's going to go? He's going to go pout in the corner. You know, like he's done in the past, Mister Consistent Powder. Um, and you're not going to you're not going to take out uh, Mace, uh, Marcus Rashford, right? So. If you want, keep that triumphant. Um, I also said CD, uh, center back, you know, we don't – whatever. Uh, we already talked about the, um, Dean Henderson. And I said stri- uh, a center forward. Uh, we need to bring in a true center forward to actually play the position because when times get tough, when we get a team, we need a different type of center forward. I know we have this debate of Martial. Uh, is he a striker? Is he not a striker? And, yes, he's a striker. I'm going to admit that. You're correct. He is a striker. I think where I've gotten, I've gotten lost in translation, and what I'm trying to say to you when we have our, when we have our little spats on text message and, and um, you know when we talk off air, I say he's not a true center forward. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, more so on the lines of Igalo, right? That we could actually play with his back to the back to goal and and do other things that you know win headers, you know head the ball. Uh, and not just do what he does. Come in on the left, put it on, put his, put the ball on his right foot, and bang it in. That's his. I mean, that's that's. His, I mean, I. Uh, if you tell me Martial scores, I could tell you what did he do. He came in on the left, put the ball on his right, and he score. And nine times out of ten, you'd be like, yeah, how'd you do that? I mean, you know, it. That, that's what he is. And you're correct. He scores goals. He's a striker. He's a striker. Yes, I'm gonna concede that view. I'm gonna bow down to EC today, right now. Hey, what's the date? What's today's date? <laughs> I will bow down. Yes, he is. I will not bring up that. I will never bring it up again. But we need somebody that actually, when we do play those Burnleys, the the team that you know, that's going to park the bus and not let us, you know, attack at them. We need somebody that can actually, you know, we can put a cross in and put a head on the ball. You know what I mean? We need we need a different type of. Um, and this is where I guess you come to tactics, where it comes to tactics. We need a different type of center forward stri- slash striker that actually could play a different um, a different style, right? When when it, you know it's sloppy and the game's just 
you know this too tight in the you know too tight in the lower in, in that block the defensive block we need somebody that's going to actually get in there and if we need to put a cross in he'll put a head on the ball if we need to get a dinker dunker there's there's someone like that and i guess like i said we need igalo there um at the, at, at at our peak i know i've said in the past at our peak we've had york uh, dwight york andy cole uh, shedding sharing him Scholster, and you know we had four striking options at that what two positions at the time because we played four four two. Um, we need more. We need options. We need different you know different types of players, and that comes to what you're talking about squad depth. We need starters to play on the bench. Uh, if what at nowadays everybody has money, I could understand back when Sir Alex was there. We had the money. We were the haves, and they were the have-nots. The have-nots gave up their best players for us, and you know what? They didn't get. We didn't get price gouged, or whatnot. Yeah, I mean. <coughs> so, but now everybody's are everybody's a have. Everybody has money, so they're going to keep their players. So, what are we going to do? We're going to play pay the United tax, like Dortmund's trying to do uh, with San, with Sancho. The, you know, they're putting that United tax on us, and I'm pretty sure. You know what? I bet you towards the end of October, we, we, we move on from um, we move on from Sancho. Dortmund's gonna sell Sancho, uh, Sancho back to City for I bet you eighty million pounds. You you you, you would would it be beyond uh, would it beyond um, uh, would, uh, thinking that Dortmund will sell him cheaper to somebody else? I don't think they'll sell him cheaper. I think I think what could potentially happen is he if he doesn't come to United, I think he's going to Spain. And I've already seen the the rumors about Barcelona and Real. I don't. I just don't see him coming back to anything in England other than United because he wants to come. Yeah. You know, one it's thing if, if if he doesn't want to be here and it's just this kind of, he actually wants to play in a red shirt. So I don't. I think I think he's a little bit bitter about City. If I'm honest, I think he's kind of like, look, I was already there. Look at Phil Foden. Foden's there. Foden star is starring and starting in most games. Why? Why is that not me? You know, why? Why did I? Why am I not able to to do the same things that he's doing? So I, I don't think he wants. I want. I think he wants to go back to the Etihad and actually prove them wrong. Um, I think that's really what he wants to do. So no, for me, I think it's United or he's off to Madrid or Barcelona. Well, okay, um, even at that, do you think they'll sell him to Madrid for a cheaper price than they no, they do to us? I think I think I think there's only three, maybe four clubs. I think United, Barca, Real, and maybe PSG. maybe PSG. That's it. Those are the only clubs like that. Yeah. We're the only ones in the world that you're gonna pay an extra twenty million, thirty million. I mean, Harry Maguire is not eight million dollars, eighty million dollars, and and we knew that. It's the United States. It's the United States, and we've missed out on so many players because of the United States. Yeah, and it's so just... I. I just don't see him coming back to England and not putting on a red shirt. I I would be floored because it would because at that point it's Liverpool. I don't City. I think City are completely out, and I think Liverpool are going to have to pay a premium. And I, they're bar, they're they're fighting right now over thirty million for Thiago, which would be a great signing, by the way. But I just I just don't see him not playing at Old Trafford if he comes back home. I just. I'd be I'd be floored. Speaking of Tiago, well, I mean, 
It'd be why, a great get. Why? Why not us? I mean, what? What's the? He wants to go to Liverpool. I, I, that's all. I, that's all I've read. He doesn't fit the mold. Ole doesn't want thirty years old, twenty nine. He doesn't want to do that. He, okay. Ole wants young, fresh, energetic in their prime. Liverpool's already set up, right? Liverpool. Liverpool got lucky last year, in my opinion. No, not taking away anything from the points, but they didn't have any massive injuries. Like Trent Alexander Arnold, Henderson, none of them got hurt. Salah, Mane, none of them. Van Dyke, everybody stayed healthy. So they got really lucky. They only brought in Minamino, and maybe they're going to bring in Thiago. And I think there's one other player that I'm that I'm missing that they that they brought in. But I don't think Ole's on that route of like, yeah, you were great at Bayern Munich. I know you do great in the midfield, but you're 30. I just I think he wants young energy and i think and that's fair play to ollie you you he was there not in the 90s he remembers the the rena the, the the renaissance he remembers the young energetic fun having a good time scoring goals challenging each other within the team he remembers all that he was there so fair play to ollie for that i i would love tiago it would be a great hey we're bringing off matic and we're bringing on tiago that would be sick but I just don't think that fits what he wants to do with the club going forward. And fair play to him, he's either gonna he, he's either gonna make it happen, or trust me, if next season he doesn't get closer, you're gonna start hearing rumblings. I I listen. I you already know how I feel about him, but honestly, for to do a true project, it needs to be about five years, five full seasons. And I and people really you really can't argue with him, maybe not improving the the amount of points that we got because we got the same amount of points, but I think improving what we have on paper. Now you got to go out there and put it into play because on paper, this is the best United team I've seen in a very long time. And if he can have a decent, I should say good. If he can have a good summer, then we should we should get closer. And again, it's, it's next steps, next steps. Next step. So by year three, you're challenging. By four, you should be in the same conversation. By five, if you're not winning the league, then I think you look at your manager and go, well, what are you doing? Are we regressing? Are we third place, second place, sixth? Like, what are we doing that's going to make me say, okay, the next five years, we're going to at least win a Champions League, or we're going to win at least one to two league titles? You know, I think I think that's a fair enough assessment to be able to say, hey, because I think a lot of people are like, well, I'll judge Ole after next season. It's like, it's not, he had had a full two years even, and I think that's the kind of microwave society that we're in, and I'm guilty of that. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, when we lost to Burnley 2 nothing at home, Burnley, I'm not talking about Chelsea or any of the top six, you lose to Burnley at home, you're thinking, what are we doing? So, it's a project He's trying to do something. He want he has a vision, clearly. It's young, it's new, it's vibrant, and I just don't think Tiago fits that mold. Yeah. Uh, I didn't ah, now you got me speechless. For the first time I you, wish, for the first I wish time he you, did. Yeah, first time the first time you got me speechless. I, I wish he did. <laughs> Listen, I don't mind a twenty nine year old solid guy that knows he's gonna cut like if Kulabali came in and I and he and he knew it was going to be one season, one, two seasons tops, and you're out because we just yeah. – we we don't need you for five years. And we don't need right? to pay – we don't – but 
pay him why not find a three-year deal. That's the thing with Koulibaly and and and, and just I don't know what the asking price for Thiago because I don't I don't follow it's Liverpool th- Liverpool transfer transfer news. Um, 30, 30, 30 million bucks for him. That's exactly that's why that's why I'm saying it's a steal. But I don't think I would, Ole, pay, I would pay for thirty million. I would too. Yeah, in a heartbeat. I won't pay. I won't pay a. I won't pay ninety million, eighty million for no, Koulibaly. No, no, that's not. That's no. I already. We already talked about that. Right, and I and I agree with you. And that's what that's why I'm saying. I don't think he thirty million is a. Havert, what was Havertz? Havertz is going. He was. I thought his Havertz was. If I remember correctly, is like fifty million, fifty or between fifty and sixty. I would pay what? that. I'm saying that's it. That's a good deal. Same thing with Timo Werner. What was that? Forty. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, why, why can't we freaking find those deals, dude? And we're not because we're we're stuck on freaking Jaden Sancho, and he's gonna cost us an arm and a leg when we can't just get reinforcements. I want reinforcements to, you know, young like you said, young reinforcements like Werner and Havertz, right? That can actually, you know, a mold get you know challenge, you know, challenge Bruno, challenge, and they might not be starters right away, but but they can. They can make those guys think if if I keep screwing up, mm-hmm. if if Tony has three bad matches, guess what? Here comes Timo Werner, and you might not get your spot back. Exactly, and, and that's what I'm saying. When you we're gonna lose Igalo probably January, right? Is that when he goes back to China? Actually, so when I we have heard, uh, PSG's might be picking up his tab after we after he gets wow. alone with us. Wow, fair play to Igalo, but if, if 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 we don't bring in a striker, to your point. And Tony goes on a bad run of games. What are we gonna do? Now you can say you can say, well, we'll bring in Greenwood, and hopefully they brought a right winger in the summertime, and then Greenwood goes up front. I think he's too small. I think he he won't be able to hold the ball up at all. And we can get into our conversation about strikers later because I I really feel like the center back and the striker position are changing. I think I think that position, and I think me and you are so old school. We still say stuff like pure center forward, and I, I, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, later. That's, that's a different conversation because I know, yeah, I know. We'll I understand later. what you're. I understand where you're going, but you know what? When people when the, the, parking the bus ain't ain't you know when teams park the bus, that ain't going nowhere. You know, what right. I mean? it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it, no, you're right. I just I just think that position is just Liverpool just completely changes. They changed everything, but I just think that. What Ole's trying to do is completely different from even what I thought a good tactician in um, in Van Hall. You know, Van Hall was going after the older guys that were seasoned pros. And I think it's important to have those guys. I just Ole's just not having it. That's why I feel like Upamecano would be great because he's 22, he's fast. Um, you know, Grealish is 25. He's got an engine. He can pass the ball really well. Um, Leon Bailey is another winger who I think would be great. Cheaper, um, cheaper, and cheaper. And I think that's the thing they need to look at. Like, you can if you build on the fact that you're going to have a good season coming up, bring in five quality two starters, maybe two off the bench players, get in the Champions League again. Jaden's going to come. He's 20 years old. He's 20 years old. So if we can get that price knocked down a little bit. Keep in mind, we freed up um, Sanchez's contract, so that's four hundred million a week that we're not having to pay. Mm-hmm. You might let go of De Gea, who's the highest player on our team. 
So that's going to free up the wages because that's really what we need to free up is wage money so that when these players come in, we can pay them a decent wage because think about Greenwood who's not even signed a, con a big contract yet. He's going to sign a huge contract when, if he plays like he's been playing. He's going to be in the same breath as a um, Mbappe if he keeps playing like that. If we give him time and he keeps playing, mm -hmm. he's going to be in that same breath. So I just think that we've done a good job with Sanchez. You know, I don't think De Gea is coming off the books. I think he plays next season. Um, but I think if he has another stinker, I think he's gone. That's another 350000 a week off the books. Um, I, I think it's going in the right direction. I just think this summer is key. I think this next two months – not just this European Championship tournament that we're in, but the guys we bring in, the the rumors of the director of football, are they real? You know, who who who's helping all they with these transfers? Like, what are they doing? Because man, if all the eggs are in one basket, that's the worst way to run a company. And I just can't see a company this big doing it. But man, how pissed would everyone be if find one I would, person? I would quit this podcest. <laughs> Don't say that mm -hmm. out loud. Yep, I would quit. Uh, I would say I don't. Uh, I don't. F, I don't f and deal with this team anymore. You know uh, what? I, I become. I become the ex. Don't read on me podcast, and I'll just talk uh, trash about them. That's what I would do. It would, it would be the worst transfer summer in the history of the team, yeah. especially with them being so close to not challenging, but get. Remember, Liverpool and City. Their top dogs are older. Chelsea, to your point, their top dogs aren't that old, and they're bringing in fresh, young mm -hmm. talent. And so I feel like United's doing the same thing as far as who we have now. If you bring in another fresh crop of young, fresh guys that are that are hungry, like they want to win Champions mm -hmm. League, they want to win titles, they want to win FA Cups, they want trophies, this is the time to do it is, is right now. That's why I'm saying I think Ole's got a good – like game plan as far as how he wants to do it, he just Woodward and crew have to let him do it. They gotta let him. They gotta let him go get guys and not one guy. If no, it's guys, okay, Ole, they need guys. Million, yeah, if we give you two hundred million and and one hundred twenty is on one guy. You better be selling four or five guys to get fifty, forty, you know, mm -hmm. sixty uh, million. You brought up a good point because we didn't talk about Leon Bailey last last pod. I like that. I like his cheaper option. He's a cheaper option. And what he could do is he's not going to be in a starter in, in right away because obviously Sancho's going to be like, uh, you paid that much for him. You know, everybody's going to be like, you, you're going yeah. to have to start me. So Mason, get your ass to the bench. Yeah, he's starting. Um, Leon Bailey, you bring him in. Then you can have like a, he could still have start Greenwood like, you know, like he, like he is now. Absolutely. Um, and then at times, Put Bailey in as a starter, and then say Martial's not on point, you could put the um, Greenwood up. You have like a, a, a triangle of um, a switching. You know, you have a you know a rotation. You know, uh, up there. I and, like and, that. And, he, and he's cheaper. And again, <laughs> you probably you're gonna probably crap yourself when I tell you this. So hold on. All right. I hope you're not in the bathroom. No, you're not you in the bathroom. Back. You're not in the bathroom right now, like you were last week. Or two Not times ago. <laughs> uh, Olivier Giroud, off contract with Chelsea. Would you yeah. bring him in on the free? And bring back the French connection. I, Mark, the, uh, only, yeah. the only reason why 
I would bring him in. You have to have a backup striker. You yeah. can't go the season with one striker. You can't. On a free it's, too. It's not going to work. And and for me, I think Giroud, I think Lampard looked at Giroud initially and said, "I'm going to do the same thing. Young, fresh. Look at Tom, Tommy. And Tommy had 14 goals. Yeah. So no spite to Tommy, but who did he bring on when it mattered at the end of the Giroud. season? He brought on Giroud, and Giroud scored goals. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily do it if it cost me a lot of money, but if if they let Agallo go in January, which you know if he's going to PSG, fair play to him. That's awesome. You have to have. It doesn't matter. There's no way, and I I hope I'm wrong, but there's no way that Martial runs through the entire season. God, I hope I'm wrong, but with no Knicks and with no dips in form, dips in that happens even to the greats. Yeah, no, they have. I dips, can deal with run, dips in form. I can't deal right. with I can't deal with being fragile, Freddie, and you can't make the club in the tub kind of guy. And, and that's, that's what Marshall. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So if you if you have a dip, I have to be able to say to my backup, my number two striker, hey, look, man, he's not running as as, as hard. He's not banging in goals. We need to shake things up a little bit. You're not going to go on a run of four or five games, but the next two, I'm starting. I'm going to go in there and tell him next two games you're starting. So. Get ready. Get your mind right. You don't have to train Giroud on the Premier League. You don't have to get his mind right for the Premier League. You don't have to get him right for a big a big crowd. He's used to all of that. So I wouldn't mind it. I would probably go after someone with a little bit more pace. But Giroud can score goals. He, he can. I, I, would, I, I, would say, I would say if it is on a free. Um, 120 a week paying him. Ooh. I mean, at this at this point, if if I know that I've I've secured four hundred because that's what Sanchez was on, I would I would, okay. I would probably I would probably do it, but there's probably some other guys that I would I might sign before I would sign Giroud. Well, because and I, the, the only reason yeah. the only reason I'm saying that is because there's, there's there the rumor is rumor has it we have players in the academy that are prime strike. They're like. Mason Greenwood. I don't know their names. That's a rumor. I mean, that's the rumor. So, for this season, think about this, CC. We have, you bring in Giroud, we have Igalo <coughs> Martial as, as what you would call the center forward positions, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's three. We need, obviously, in, in all reality, we'd want a fourth, but Mason could also play that center forward position. Yeah. Uh, we need to strength strengthen the flanks. We have Jane. We have um, Rashford, and say we sign a cheaper option, Leon Bailey, which I would, I would, I would not, not be in, would not not be in favor of. Right? I think so. That's correct, right? Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I would be in favor of. There you go. Thank you. I wouldn't. Never mind. Fuck, never mind. Whatever I'm saying, you understand. You would like. Yes. You'd like to bring. Yes. <laughs> so you have James to back him up. We need another. Uh, we need more. I think we need to add more. You know, we need to bring in somebody else, a Neon Bailey and somebody else, because we need to have a backup to a backup, right? Because James flipping around on the flanks, or you have, uh, and also we have Mason, right? Because Mason can play double positions. So, what I'm getting at, and I'm asking myself, what am I getting at? Um, playing, you know, switching from a three four three three to a three four four with those options is very easy. What you could do is. Either bring a Giroud and play. You could play Giroud and Martial together as as a Giroud as you're up top. You know your flanks are set with the um, 
with Bailey or or Matt Rashford or Greenwood or Rashford, and then obviously Bruno Pogba in the centers, uh, in the in the and in, in the the holding. Uh, how would you how would you say holding mid midfield and attacking mid, uh, and then you can do a four three three. It's just I think if you have that option, you could still play uh, the holding you know hold you know the holding center forward, and and you would also play Martial and then or switch them to a four three 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 four three three to where you have what we have currently, and then you have an option to sub Martial. You can get these players in. If you're willing to change position um, uh, formations, uh, and I think that could honestly work out in in our favor, and it wouldn't cost us an arm and leg. So we we can you know splurge on hell maybe a Declan Rice, maybe we get a Declan Rice from West Ham because I know he's gonna West Ham's you know wanting big money for him. Um, I know they kind of a uh, the two um the boys from Newcastle I forgot their names man. Uh, you know they've kind of fell off the you know the the radar, but Ole was strong on them. Uh, the the at least the, the the older one that played that defensive mid. Um, you know we could spend money center back. We could spend money. We could spend more money on players than all our money on one player. And that's what I'm trying to. That I guess basically in a nutshell, that's what I'm trying to get at, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, I'm Long story short, <laughs> I was with you the whole way. So, I mean, it's just, you know, that. But uh, you brought up a point a little while ago, getting rid of players. You already brought up, um, I know you, you said Lingard and Pereira. I think Pereira's already gone. They couldn't con- – and this this is – I didn't understand it from the article. Ole can convince Pereira to stay. Why would you want to convince Pereira to stay? Let him go. I, mean, I think it's squad depth. Because he's not going to play him. Oh, I hope not. And Lingard, yeah. obviously, you know, you know, with the Lingard thing, he signed with the, uh, you know, once he signed with Mineriola, you know, the writing was on, you know, the writing was on the wall. So with Lingard, um, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, but what other player? Mata. I know they, Mata let him go, let Mata go. Uh, unfortunately, we've. Signed Phil Jones was it last year to a, an extension. Um, hopefully, we could do something with Phil Jones and get him out the books, put him on loan somewhere. Hopefully, cha- a championship team. Uh, who else? Who else? You see? I mean, um, so it would for me, anyways. Phil Jones would be gone. Uh, Pereira would be gone. Jesse would be gone. Um. Axel, if you can't get healthy, by Fred, I think the no, I I I keep Fred for sure. I I I rate Fred. I don't. I rate Fred higher than Scott McTominay for sure. I I think Fred. There's a player in there. I just think he's like Mata and McTominay to that extent. You can't play them with a crappy squad. It's like Mata. Don't put Mata out there with a bunch of scrubs and expect him to. He's not that young anymore. Fred's not that pacey, but if you play him with the starting 10 and he's the 11th guy, he'll be fine. And you can say that for a lot of play. Like, it's difficult for one superstar, even Bruno. When Bruno came in and played against a, with a crappy starting 10 and he was the 11th guy, 
everyone's going, oh, Bruno, that's the worst I've ever seen him in a United shirt. Well, he's playing with crap around him. Like, what's he supposed to do? So I just don't I, – I don't. I think it's unfair at times when we play our second team against, like, you know, Alaska, and it doesn't look right, and you're like, why isn't he just making everybody better? Because he's playing with crap. So, no, I think Fred could stay. I think McTominay could stay. But I think everybody else – and that's what I'm saying – I think Ole has the balls to do that. I mean, look at Lukaku. Lukaku bangs in 20 goals. All it says, hit hit the door. Here's 75 million. So I, for me, I think Ole's down to be like, look, Jones, I know you're a great guy, been here forever, but you, you I'm not going to play you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to play you. I, you know, Pereira, it didn't work out. I, if you want to stay here, you're only playing in these group stages for FA Cup. You're not not group stages, but uh, for FA yeah. Cup beginning of the year games. You're only playing if if we're playing some crappy team in Champions League. That's not going to happen. So I would rather him look at at Pereira and say, "Look, man, it didn't work out. We tried you at the ten, and he gave him chances. It didn't work. It didn't work. And you can you can blame whatever you want on it because I know Pereira's probably thinking the same thing." Why don't you let me play in the ten with all of the great now really good players that are back? Let me let me do that, and then I'll show you how great I am. It's too late. It's too late for all that. I think you can get fifteen twenty million for him, send him somewhere, and uh, and and let him and let him actually play. Um, I'm looking at this kid now, Philip Stevanovic. Stevanovic. That's it. He looks like he's 12. <laughs> so we won't see him for several years. But uh, no, I just I think at this at this moment in time, at least five guys, Ole's done it. He just did it last season. Um, I'm not going to call him Deadwood and disrespect him. I'm just going to say you're not a part of this new future. Yeah, what we're trying to do. We don't want just guys that are just, you know, I, Jones has got to be on 100-something a week. No, I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and he don't. He, he, he wouldn't be married to the girl he's married if he's not anything less, because that, that with, she's dropped dead gorgeous. Okay, so he and he with two Ferraris and whatever else. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I just don't think that they're gonna be a part of this new wave. And I think Ole's got to be telling these guys, look, there's about four or five guys. Like I think we could probably get 30, 40 for Bai. He's 26. He's fast. You know, he's he, we could probably get 40 for him. That's another player. If we're trying to get Jack Grealish, why don't we package up Lingard, send him off to Italy somewhere. We can get 20, 30 for him. That's Jack Grealish right there. You know what I mean? Start making deals like that to where we start getting money. So, you know, if you look at look, – even look at Harry Maguire. If you sell Lukaku for 75 and buy, uh, and buy Maguire for 80, how much did he really cost? It really costs you about six million, six million bucks. Now the price tag is going to say eighty, but it's not like it's not. I just exchanged money from Italy. I got it from Inter Milan. I gave it to Leicester City. Thanks for Harry Maguire. Yeah. That's really what it was. So I just, I just think that for me, I think Ali again is going in the right direction, signing these young, you know, twelve-year-old kids he just signed, you know, signing all these young up-and-coming kids. I think that's what he wants to do, and and fair play to him because it's it's working. I know the league around us wasn't the best this year, but all you can do is play who's around you. Mm -hmm. You can't switch leagues. You can't say no, it doesn't count because Chelsea wasn't good this year.
Nope, it counts. Third place counts. Champions League money, the $82 million, it's real. It's ours. And we, they earned it. They, they earned it. So they played well. Like I said, they earned it. And at this point, now you move on to what's in front of you, which is, you know, Sevilla. Sevilla's a good side. They've got good players. And as far as the Europa League goes, I want to say they've won it the past three times out of the past five years. Mm-hmm. So they know how to win this competition. They knocked us um, out of the Champions League what, what, when last time we were in there. For the last meeting, time. Right? And, it, you know, another Spanish side. And we, for whatever reason, have trouble against Spanish sides. It's a neutral setting, yeah, I think, for a semifinal. So we ought to just, again, go in, play our starters. Uh, I would I would maybe keep the same squad I had. I know we'll talk about that here in a second. But, um, no, I, I, you know... I think we have a good opportunity to win this to win this whole deal. How great would it be to beat Inter Milan no. with Ashley Young, Lorenzo no. Lukaku? That's, I don't want that. I don't. Uh, it would be so, <laughs> nerve wracking, but amazing. It would be one of those culmination of. Uh, it would be like if Lukaku had a hat trick, say. Uh, you know, Ashley Young, assisted by Ashley Young, you know, uh-huh. once at least. And then it was just talking about salt on a wound. And, then, you, it and, would and, hurt. And, 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 and look at and what if Lukaku, say Lukaku had one goal and Sanchez had one goal and uh, Young had an assist. It would be like, and they beat us. And uh, just shuts Greenwood down or just completely. You know, content, I mean. Talk- Contest, I mean, he ain't trash, man. Contest not trash. Contest knows how to, and has, he's a, he's a great manager. So uh, last they played, Lukaku looked great, scored a penalty. Ashley Gunn crossed in one, and I, they 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 look great right now. So I could completely see us playing them in the final. I I would be up for it, but I tell you right now, I would be on the edge of my chair. I'd probably have to watch it alone because I'd be cussing at the screen. And you know Lukaku wants it. Oh, you yeah. know. There's no what you traded me away, and I scored 20 goals. You trade me away. You know he wants all the smoke. Yeah, you know he's gonna bully. He's gonna bully uh, Harry Any, Maguire. Anybody that he's yeah. gonna he's gonna put that big old butt out there, mm-hmm. that big Belgian butt out there, and he's gonna just go to town. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't obviously Sevilla's first. We've got to beat them first, and they're yeah. Listen, put the cart before the horse here, EC. Uh, we have we have a big match on Sunday, and that that is Sevilla. I think we can beat Sevilla though. I think if we play our game, I, I really felt like I know it wasn't your favorite game. I know you didn't really rate the the, the boys in that one, but I really felt like that goalie he made the. The goalie really, I think, made a name for himself. I think he's going to get a big move somewhere. And so I think if we played like we did and, and we got 14 shots on target, I think we can beat him. I don't think it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. I really – I don't know where Luke Shaw is. I haven't heard about or, or seen any news. But Brandon really looked like they were doing whatever the hell they wanted with him. And if, if you think – you know, that was tough. <laughs> Sevilla, I mean, they can ticky-tacky with the best of them. Yeah. So <clears throat> if if he if he gets caught out, you know, they're not going to – they have they have finishers. And, uh, you know, the last team we played, just they, they didn't have anybody that could finish. So I just think, I you know, I hope that 
if Shaw's not back, you know, McGuire's going to really have to step up and help Brandon out because he just he looked out of sorts. And he, and he still played well. He didn't have a horrible game. Look at his stats. It's just the eye test was like it was hard. It was it was hard to watch. So um, you just you just hope that again we stay keep our shape when they have the ball, and then when we got it we just got to go at them. We have the players. If Rashford doesn't just go at these guys, I just I'm gonna lose my mind because I'm so sick of seeing him just kind of dilly dally with passing. It's yeah, I'm so over it. Just go at your guy and try. If you can't beat him, you can't beat him. But you don't know if you don't try. So. You know, I hope he does that. I think everybody else will do what they do. I think Rashford, again, for me, is just he's that weak link um, going forward. And uh, I'm just I'm kind of over it. So I'm hoping hoping he gets out of this funk he's in. Well, I guess we can agree about the starting lineup. It's probably going to be the starting lineup that we've had, not last not last uh, match, uh, other than I think Romero will probably. Do you agree Romero will start? But Matic will start in, in, instead of Fred and – uh, Lindelof will start instead of Bailly. And going back to what our old, old starting lineup was, I guess when we uh, came in third in the league. You're, we in agreement to that? I, I can see it. I, I mean, like I said, but between those three, you know, Fred Lindelof and, and I think Romero is, is a for sure lock. But I think it just depends on, again, you know, this six days, who has the better practice? Is yeah. Bailly outshining Lindelof? Is Fred outshining McTominay? One of those. Or Matic. Uh, it's, it's that conversation, yeah. Well, I know you have to go here in a bit. Uh, you have a good, important call. Um, so um, let's end it with the uh, score predictions. Yeah, so I think we come out on top in this one. I think it's two to one. Um, I don't think it takes extra time this time. I think we get this done in regulation. Um, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, like I said, but I just think that ultimately we're going to come out on top. Um, I think we had a better squad. I think if we come out and play our game, I I don't think anybody is going to be able to beat us that's left in this tournament. I'm going to give a 2-0 scoreline. Okay? Ooh. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm going to give a 2-0 scoreline. That's it. Uh, I'll leave Ooh. the scoreline at 2-0, and um, I, I can't be wrong when we come back next week, right? If we do 2-0. Or not we, but if the scoreline's 2-0. <laughs> It could happen. It could happen. Uh, it could happen. It could happen if the score lines Honestly, I don't. I don't see us going past Sevilla. Uh, and I know. Don't get mad at me, Dom. Everyone, uh, don't send me death threats. But I, the way we played last game, I, and the way Sevilla, you know, has been playing, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see. We have to pull our heads out of our asses to win this match, and we have not. And then well, I know we started talking about Inter. Inter will tear us up. Inter will basically, you know, take our lunch money, you know, and, you know, <laughs> slap us around. And with this match, the way the team will play last match, uh, the way it's been limping towards the end of the Premier League mat- uh, season, I 2-0 Sevilla. And hopefully it puts us out of our misery. I know fans will be mad at Ole, you know, uh, semifinal, you know, uh, ball, you know, he goes to semifinal, he can't get to the, can't go to the big one, but I don't care. Uh, it'll end this nightmare that is uh, the end of the season, and then we can go into preseason, start, you know, stop dicking around, get our players we need, 
rest our players we need and then gear up for the season that's coming because the season that's coming is going to be a whirlwind. And uh, if if everything falls into place, we get reinforcements, I think we, we can actually contend for the title. And that's a prediction that I'm, I'll stick by. I know you say two or three years out, but I want, I'll say that, you know, if we reinforce, like I think we can, and I think we are, uh, we'll contend for the, we'll, we'll, we'll contend Liverpool, we'll contend with Liverpool for the title and City, uh, maybe even Chelsea. I think Chelsea's up there too. But yes, two nil to Sevilla. Uh, don't hate me. See, okay. I, I'm always gonna love you, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, guys. That's a uh, sorry for the technical difficulties we had. I know we had a. It was, this podcast was previously recorded on Tuesday, and it is Friday. Sorry, I'm lazy. Uh, so and I had pro- I had problems with my computer, guys. So just forgive me for that. You know, just sorry. Uh, thank you, EC, for you know making some time. Um, you know, have a great weekend, EC. Y'all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll hopefully see you. Uh, obviously, we'll 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 see y'all next uh, after the Sevilla match. And who knows? Who knows? We'll be right. Myself or EC. We'll see. All right, guys. Special thanks to Roe from the Ronos Podcast. Hutch I son from Texas South Texas Trainwrecks, Victoria Montsevice with the Alice in Wonderland food trucks. She's uh, she's back in Alice, Texas, guys, or in South Texas. So go check her out. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Yo. Cut it. Kid is a L7 weenie.